Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, uh, did you know that the Sharks are probably in the midst of their five best games of the season, dude? Could you have ever predicted this? I would not have predicted this. I just watched the end of the Washington game where Tomas Hurdle scored his first goal in a month, but it was an empty netter, and the Sharks put away the Capitals. They did. So if you go back to this five-game stretch, which I think was right before we we recorded last... And I predicted they would get three points. I think, which I think was a fair prediction, yeah, right? Yeah. They went to Carolina. They should have won that game, right? They had that game won mm-hmm. until you and, know, uh, empty net goal festival happened in Sharks fashion. Yeah. So they get a point in Carolina. Then they turn around and they beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. They come out of the All Star break. They beat Tampa in Tampa. They lose to the Panthers, yep. and now they beat the Capitals on Super Bowl Sunday to go home with a 3-1-1 record in their last five against five potential Eastern Conference playoff teams. Go figure. What's happening? What happened? Er- Matt er- Nieto being gone makes you better. Aaron Dallinet makes you better. Oh, yes. And uh, so, yes, Cockadin goes down today with we don't know what happened. James Reimer has fluorona or whatever is going on with him Mm -hmm. that's not he doesn't please don't uh quote me on that who knows what's (laughs) wrong with james reimer but then aaron dell comes in and has to close out the game didn't really even get tested but i mean you know dude i mean the sharks are probably in the midst of their best stretch and we still face a very uh uncertain landscape of roster decisions and roster decisions have already been happening yes the first roster decision, of course, happened an hour after we stopped recording last time. Ryan Merkley traded to the Avalanche. With Matt Nieto. With Matt Nieto again. Everything old is new again. And in return, we got guys I'd never heard of. <laughs> we got Jacob McDonald. Yes. Who is uh, essentially a, well, he's an AHL all-star level defenseman who uh, was being billed uh, coming to the Sharks as a seventh guy he's now playing on the top pair with eric carlson <laughs> right uh and we'll get to that in a moment and then we got martin kaut who is a oh, i'm not even sure if that's how you say his name but uh a former first round pick of the colorado avalanche who had been a disappointment so essentially it's a disappointment for disappointment yep uh kaut in six games uh for the uh, five games for the barracuda has six points that's right and and, and merkley's a healthy scratch Ooh. For the Avalanche HL team. Ouchie, ouchie. Not great. So, I mean, you know, I mean, it seemed on the surface as sort of shuffling the deck chairs a little bit, but uh, the Sharks certainly needed, I mean, Nieto was a, a, a spare part at this point. And uh, Merkley didn't want to be here and hadn't panned out. In return, you get a former first round pick who wasn't working out for Colorado. Uh, I thought... Uh, Sheng Peng made a good observation after the trade uh, that, you know, this maybe has more to do with trying to make the Barracuda better so that the Barracuda can 
make the playoffs and possibly give that young roster that experience. I thought that was really good insight. It made sense. You're adding, you know, McDonald could end up playing back down there again at some point and, and helping that team. So, I mean, in a, in a weird situation, I guess they did all right. And, and the reason McDonald is playing is because the Sharks choose to trade Megna for a fourth round pick who, if you want to, we, we should start the discussion because as someone rightly noted, uh, you're dealing Eric Carlson's best friend on the team and defensive partner for a mid-round pick that will probably not turn into a good player. So you're basically trading him for, you know, and a, I think, a case of bubbly as long as it's cherry flavored. Right. And it was a controllable asset, right? I mean, he was yeah. signed for one more year right. at essentially NHL minimum. So uh, an interesting Is this a message being move? sent to Eric um, Carlson? <laughs> I mean, maybe subliminally. I mean, I, I don't know. Um Obviously, they had decided as an organization that they did not need to see uh, him play anymore. And that, honestly, this was a guy they got for nothing, right? I mean, like, so to turn him from nothing into a fourth round pick, maybe they felt like this was the peak of what they could ever get for him, right? right? So if someone wanted to offer that, now was the time to sell. I think. You know, obviously they concluded that he wasn't going to be part of the future solution, and eventually, you know, they're going to need to see uh, who's the defenseman that's been hurt. I, Kanishov. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean that that eventually, when he's ready, they want him to play, and they don't need him to be blocked. Right. So, uh, that's the spot that could be opened up. Now, McDonald has sort of taken that spot right now. Mm-hmm. And the Sharks have been winning. So, um, you know, we'll see. But, I mean, McDonald's like a 28, 29-year-old sort of journeyman player, right? Yes. This is not yes. a long-term solution. But is this a message to Eric Carlson, dude? It it could be, although Eric Carlson has a, been sending a very strong and loud message himself, which is, I am the best defenseman in the National Hockey League. Another three points today. Right. The guy is just killing it. Well, maybe this is his message. Maybe he's killing it so he can get the heck out of here, right? Possible. You know, I mean, that's the... He's doing the Sharks a huge favor, right? I mean, one, by being the best player on the team, huge favor, right? I mean, you know, he is a reason why when they win, they win because largely because of his contribution. Also, he has made himself from untradeable to... A situation where the Sharks have a real decision to make, right? Yeah. Um, reported by Elliot Friedman yesterday that the Edmonton Oilers are interested if the Sharks are willing to retain a larger portion of the salary that they had initially indicated. So this is the question, dude. Would you want to see the Sharks move Carlson now? At He has restored his value at peak value. I don't know if he'll ever have more value. Right, because he? he could hurt himself again, yeah, and then you're back to nothing. Right, you have a choice. You can keep him and let him be the best player on a bad team. Right, mm-hmm. you're certainly getting your money's worth. Right, no doubt. Or you could retain potentially half his salary. Right, six million dollars or so, five and a half. Right, 
retain it and you you hold the Oilers ransom, right? Mm-hmm. If they want Carlson at five and a half million dollar cap hit, I want all your best stuff. All of it. <laughs> Everything. All of it. Not like one. Yeah. I want your one, two, maybe even your three best prospects. Cough it up. Yeah. If yeah. we're gonna hold back that much salary. What do you think, dude? You know, I think we talked about this last time, and I don't really think my feelings have changed that much. If the Sharks were in a situation where they were just bad, then I think that's a pretty easy call to make. And the the call is you do it. You you eat the salary, you you mark it on the books, you tell the accountants to worry about it, and then you grab the three best players in the Oilers organization and you run and try and be a good team in a year or two. The Sharks are not in that position. They have dead money on the books already. They have bad contracts on the books already. I don't think they have another five and a half million of dead money to spare. I think you take the value that Eric Carlson brings you right now and you keep it. You know, if I were, I'd want to see some significant analysis from a financial perspective on how something like that could work. What if these prospects turn out, right? The reason you get the prospects is because you want them to be good players. So let's say everything works out perfect the way you you expect. All of these players are going to be top six players or whatever. They're all going to be contributing players in three years. How are you going to afford those guys if you have all this dead money on the books? What? Then you trade them, go down the line and trade and trade and trade just to clear space? I don't know how this works. It's a great point, dude. I mean, it sounds like potentially tempting, right? That... Uh, and you would have to trust that the Sharks would have done some sort of long-term cost projections to figure out how to make that work, right? And there might be some other players that eventually are going to have to go that um, are taking up money. Now, we're not, I'm not talking about Vlasic. Like, nobody wants Vlasic, right? Not at, at, that, at, not that, at that hit. At, at that hit, you know. But, um, you know, our... Are you in a position where you've got to take that risk because the Sharks as an organization have a real talent deficit? Like they just have a talent deficit at the AHL level and at the prospect level. Now they have some, you know, bright spots that, you know, are not ready to join the team, right? But, you know, you look at, you know, some of their top couple players, but it's not exceptionally deep. If they're able to turn Carlson and possibly Timo Meyer and go from, you know, they're, they were categorizing, you know, prospects at an A and B level. And if you have right now, you know, a couple of B prospects, if you're able to go from three B prospects to eight, yeah, by getting rid of two guys that are, you know, going to be valuable to another organization you have to think about that you know like you have to think about it but i know you're right dude like let's say it all turned out perfect right then you're in a position where you are maybe unable to keep these guys (laughs) right right and then what's the point of trading carlson if you can't keep some of these oh i can only keep one of the three guys Okay. Right. So what's the point? Well, you'd have to look and see like, where are they in their careers? Right. Like, you know, that's maybe the downside to trading for a a Dalton Mercer, right? Like from Mm -hmm. the devils. I mean, he's already playing himself 
into a pretty significant second contract, right? Yeah. Whereas some of these other guys haven't even been contributing at the NHL level yet. And that maybe those are the guys that you're more looking for because you're not, you're, you may have at least two more years on a entry level deal. And then you're able to kind of piece together some more bridge type deals. So it's not like you're going from entry level to 8 million, right? right you know, right. like that's not where the sharks couldn't financially handle that. I don't think we're talking about them getting a player like that anyway, but it's an interesting decision that Mike Greer has to make here yeah. because it's a true gamble. You've got Carlson at the peak of his powers and he's an Achilles injury away from being at the zero value, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So do you gamble on that? Like gamble on every game he plays, you know, you could have a a clunker, you know, a uh, car that emerges because he gets hurt again. Yeah. I mean, what do you do? It's a tough, tough question. It's a tough question. You know, the, even the prospect or the idea of trading literally a Norris finalist, I think, is a given at this point for Eric Carlson, if not the front runner for the trophy, is pretty crazy. Like, when in the last, since we've been watching hockey for 25 years, have we witnessed oh yeah the norris trophy winner is or or the the norris favorite is on the block like that just does not happen in the nhl right which is why the only reason why the sharks would ever do this is if edmonton literally emptied the cupboard right you have to give us all of your great stuff right. not one thing all of it yeah if yeah. we're going to retain salary you better give us all of it you know and that's sort of the dance that the Sharks are doing right now with the Devils, who are clearly obsessed with mm-hmm. the idea of acquiring Timo Meyer. And see, that that's the opposite of this. That's not a tough decision now, I think. We have enough teams that are interested. You know, the latest report I saw is that the Devils want the Sharks to come back to them if they get a deal from somebody else so the, so the Devils can match or beat it. Like, there are multiple teams who are really into getting Timo Meyer, and they're going to if you have teams competing like this, these are competitive people. These are competitive managers. They want to win. They want to win that trade. They want right. to get that guy. And the Sharks are in a position to really get a lot for Timo Meyer. I don't even think it's a close call. You trade Timo. You have to trade Timo Meyer now. Especially if the Devils are able to come to an extension agreement with him. Mm-hmm. Because if they extend him, you might... If you're saying, okay, listen, you're not just getting Meyer for six weeks. Yeah. You're getting Meyer for seven years. And you know that guy you picked number two last year? Give it up. Yeah. Give it up. If you guys can extend him, I want Nemich. Right. Or or no deal. Right. Right? I mean, I think that you have to hold the ground like that. Listen, you guys may have a potential like franchise defenseman. If you want a potential franchise forward, you better give up the guy. Yeah. Give it up. You don't sell him for a couple of future firsts and one of their like their fourth rate prospects. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the part here that I we haven't seen Greer do one of these yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm 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 trying to remain I'm I'm I, I'm hoping that he plays hardball on both of these here. Right. You know, like you can't just move them and get back a, some whatever. You got to get back the best of what they've got. Because you've got, I don't know, dude, they have the maybe the two best trade assets in the market right now. 
Could be. What's what's better than what's out there that's better? Chikrin? Right? Right. But maybe Tarasenko just got traded. Tarasenko right? just got traded, but even him, like I mean, like you, you know, he's not having a great year. Right. He's a good player career wise, but it also comes with, you know, significant injury concern. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? I mean, I think the Sharks might have the two best assets on the open market. Meyer's definitely number one, I think. Yeah, for sure. So Dude, I don't know. What what's your prediction at the end of this? We still got some time to go here, right? Like we still got a couple of weeks. Yeah. I think Meyer definitely gets traded. I don't think Carlson gets traded. Mm-hmm. Not before the deadline. So if you're the Sharks and the deal comes in that you want right now, what's the incentive to wait? Cuz if Meyer gets hurt, you get nothing. Yeah. Right, that's true, but the chance of Meyer getting hurt in the next two weeks, given he's a multi-year NHL player, sure, there's some there's some tail risk there, but I don't think that that you can't make uh, a hasty trade decision be, because of the fear that he'll get hurt in the next two. No, weeks. No, I'm saying you know, do you do you get more aggressive in terms of saying give us your best offer now, and see what people do? You know, I mean that's that's the concern, right? Is that Meyer gets hurt. You and then then you're in a position where you're like, well, I guess we have to give him the qualifying offer, mm-hmm. right? Right, and then you have to trade him after that, and then you're in a completely different position. I, I don't know, dude. There's there's a lot of drama to play out, and watch the Sharks are going to continue to win, right? They're just going to continue <laughs> to win and win and win, and then Mike Greer's going to go. You know what? We're, we're only for- we're, we're only 18 points out of a playoff spot. <laughs> We're only 18 points out. We're going to stand bad. We're going to... I could see it. I could see everybody else folding, dude. <laughs> we're we're going to hang on. Yeah, we could maybe not really. The Ducks continue to lose. Yeah, Ducks. I mean, you know, um, pull up the standings here, dude. Where where are the... They're only three points. We have three points more than the Ducks do. Yeah, but we're... We're still a seed. The worst team is who? The Blackhawks? Uh, the Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets, Blackhawks, Ducks, Arizona. And then the Sharks. And then the Sharks, right? And um, so the Sharks right now would have the fifth highest odds of getting the number one pick. And then, right, the fifth highest odds of getting the number two. Right. So... Um, it doesn't really benefit them to to be good, <laughs> right? <laughs> Not really. I mean, because you've at least got two. I mean, you know, you've got, of course, Connor Bedard, and then you've got the Michigan kid, right? Who everybody's sort of hailing as like it's sort of like the getting the Jack Eichel number two. Yeah, yeah. that you're getting like you might not be getting the Connor McDavid but you're getting a really great player, you know? Uh, it, it, it's it, it's an interesting spot, dude. I mean, any anybody else standing out for you? Kevin LeBanc continues to be scratched. I know. It's it's uh, strange. Yeah, Quinn doesn't give you much. He needs to improve his compete level in all three zones. That's about as uh, <laughs> right. boilerplate as you can get. I think got to play... Got to play hard. Got to play full 60 minutes. How many more years are left? Is it just one more year of LeBanc left? Let's see. I mean... 
because you know my whole thing with this is that you know I, I just I wouldn't think that he has no value, right? He's got one more year after one this more one. year, right? So, I mean, you could end up seeing the Sharks maybe. And maybe this is a thing for next episode, kind of looking around the league and going similarly what the Sharks did with Cout and Merkley on an AHL level thing. Is there a team that has another player that's making essentially dollar for dollar what LeBanc is that's been a disappointment for them that the Sharks are just going to just flip flip them to see if the if they can get something else out of that other guy, right? You know, maybe because I I gotta admit I'm curious. Like on a, in a different situation on a different team, is LeBanc a good player? Yeah, that's that's the question. Because he's clearly not here. Like I mean, or they don't even want to let him really try to be a good player. <laughs> right? They're just not just not gonna play. They don't want to find out. Yeah, no. exactly. So that's. Yeah, that's another big question for the Sharks right now. How much more... Talk about the buyout, like the dead money situation here, dude. Talk a little bit more about that. Like All right, when, so the Sharks have two, almost $2.5 million in dead money this year. Actually, no, wait. Uh, sorry, retained salary. No, they have five over $5 million of dead money this year. 2.7 of Burns, uh, the Martin Jones buyout, and Rudolph's Balsers, which is very little money this year for reasons I don't fully understand. Next year, it's the same for Burns, two point seven million, roughly, almost three million for Martin Jones <laughs> next year, and then three hundred thousand for Rudolph Balser. So we're saying, you know, again, over five million dollars in dead money between those two, and then the prospect of adding another five and a half million. We're close to eleven million dollars in dead money for the Sharks. That's a lot of money. Now it will go down. 24-25 is the last year of the Burns retention. And then the Martin Jones retention amount goes down also in 24-25. And then the following two years after that, we're paying Martin Jones until the year 2027. So, so I mean, let's let's kind of take a look at this year by year, right? So if the, let's say the Sharks do retain half of Carlson's salary, right? Uh, okay. So that would mean next year they would be having a, essentially $11 million of dead money on the books on a team that you're sort of committed to being bad and being young, right? Yep. Like you're going to be having a bunch of guys playing probably on entry level deals and maybe it, maybe they won't feel it that much next year because they're just going to be rolling out a bunch of veteran minimums and a bunch of HL or uh, entry level deals right so maybe next year mm -hmm. it's not as big of a deal now you look at the year after that um that's when you still are dealing with the burns yep you, so you're, you're essentially looking have... at you got two years of that two years of that you still got yeah yeah can... two years of that mm -hmm. so the 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 kids that might be due raises after that once the burns money's gone you still have the Carlson money. You still, but but then essentially half of it... And the Jones money. Right. So you, you would lose about 40% of it though, right? Yeah. I just... It, so I don't know of, that it's impossible, but it is a huge price to pay. Instead of $11 million dead, you have $7 million dead. Right. Uh, I, 
but you it's it, it would only be worth it if you could add like look up the Oilers prospects here dude let's let's, let's we're going down this rabbit hole okay we're going like, all the way yeah huh? well I want to see like what could what's the best that they could offer what's the best they could offer I'm just looking at uh I, like, I don't know like their system, so I don't know like who their best. I can tell you who's getting paid the most in their system in terms of entry level deals. Reed Schaefer, Xavier Bojo, Carter Savoie. So I, you know, I don't know. I don't know who these guys are. So it doesn't doesn't really help me. They're all on entry level deals. Um, you know, some of these guys are in juniors and so on, but. I don't know where they stack up in terms of the the grand picture of who is the who is the guy. If you could have one guy from the Oilers system, you want Reed Schaefer? I don't know. Right. Well, I'll tell you uh, the athletic, the latest list that I have here from someone named Alan Mitchell. Thank you, Alan. Uh, he lists uh, forward Dylan Holloway as their top prospect is dylan holloway he must be on the nhl roster on the nhl roster yes dylan holloway is on the nhl roster right now he's 21 years old okay how's he doing this year let's have a look shall we dylan holloway has nine points in 49 games okay so let's take a look at the number two prospect defenseman philip broberg okay Philip Broberg, also on the roster? Yep, also on the roster. Philip Broberg has also nine points in 50 games. Right. Okay, well, I mean, I oh, would... Oh, sorry, that's that's career. This year, 27 NHL games, six points, played seven games in the, NHL, in the AHL. Excuse me. Okay. And then let's look at their third best prospect, Xavier Borgault. Uh yeah, uh where was he? Yep, he's twenty years old. He is in Bakersfield this year. He has twenty one points in forty five games. Okay, and who was the other name that you said? Um, you said Reed Schaefer. Yeah, Reed Schaefer just happens to be paid the most. He's nineteen years old, so he just got traded. He's probably in in juniors. How much is he making? He's making the nine fifties. Which Reed. is Reed? Was he their pick last year? Uh, let's see. Drafted overall 2022, 32nd overall. First, oh. Last pick of the first round, looks like. Right. Looks like he's playing uh, junior. Yeah, okay. he's, playing, he play, he's playing for the Seattle, Seattle Thunderbirds. Had 30s, uh, this year he has 36 points in 37 games. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, listen. I mean, to me, I think you could build a deal around this and say, okay, hey, um, uh, you want Eric Carlson? You want us to hold back half the salary? Right. I want Dylan Holloway. I want Philip Broberg and I want uh, either uh, and I want Reed Schaefer. Yeah. who's not even in the NHL uh, playing in pros yet. And you can have Carlson and we'll retain half the salary and you have to take Osterlin, Oscar Lindblom. Right. Yeah. Right. Or you have to take. Um, no, you have to take Oscar Lindblom and mm-hmm. his money. Mm-hmm. Right. And he can fill in for. The Dylan Holloway guy. There you go. You get an NHL player in return. You're taking back some money, right? And we get three out of your four best kids. Right. And a first. 
<laughs> the deal just getting sweeter and Listen, sweeter all the time. Well, you want you want the Norse Trophy winner? Yeah. Cough it up, meat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Like you want you want the you want to try and win a cup. You want to add Eric Carlson. You add Eric Carlson to the Oilers. You should you should work for the Sharks so you can make these sales, dude. It's, it's a good sales pitch. Well, I'm just saying, like you can't be like, well, we'll take, well, we'll give you Carlson. We'll hold back half the salary, and you know, do you guys have any snow? Yeah, we'll, we'll take t- we'll take Kyler Yamamoto, who was good like six <laughs> yeah. years ago. Can we take? Um, we'll take. Uh, who's the guy that they've been trying to give away for years? Jesse right? Jesse Pulley Harvey. Yeah, give us Pulley Harvey and, and, and a fourth and, and Yamamoto. <laughs> Yeah, I I get I get that. Yeah, it makes sense. So I I, I don't know. Uh, maybe that is just like a pipe dream in terms of the Oilers would be like, are you out of your mind? Okay, I don't know. Well, show me the stats here. I'm showing you the stats right Go, now. Roll down. Who's played the most games in goal for them? Uh, Stuart Skinner and right. Jack Campbell are basically splitting exactly. Right. Right. How old is Stuart Skinner? Twenty nine years old. Uh, Campbell never mind. Is Oh, sorry. He's 24 years old. Right. Campbell is 31. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skinner definitely has better stats. Yeah. I mean, but Campbell they're not. It's not. Point. Yeah. I mean, and, and also, they're. I mean, I was sort of like, can we build a deal around him? But th- there's no way they do that if they're trying to. Yeah. They're, they're going to trade their playoffs. number one goalie. Nah, no. Nah, they won't do that. They're not going to so, do yeah, that. Yeah, I get that. Well, listen, dude, that's that's my opinion. I'm And listeners, if you have anything else you want to add, hey, should we move Carlson and hold back half his salary if you can hold the Oilers ransom and get three of their top five prospects like to immediately rejuvenate the sharks like young talent infusion mm-hmm. and then i would say that you know i mean if, if if you're making deals for you know meyer and carlson like you better be getting back i mean i want in the packages i want two young d high level d prospects come on now yeah got nothing nothing cooking right you got to get that back because the sharks have been they they don't have any d like coming and i you know maybe we can get the and you just tell them you're like listen strike while the iron is hot the pacific is not strong you know yeah you look at the rosters of the kings and the knights who are at the top of the division they're not particularly scary on their face. The Oilers can win the Pacific with Eric Carlson, no question. The Oilers could go to the Stanley Cup Finals with Eric Carlson. They almost did it yeah. without. Mm-hmm. You add him to essentially that team, they could do it. Yeah. The West is weak, right? I mean, the weak compared. Yes. You know, you look at the West right now, you go, there's nobody that's particularly frightening. Right? Like you feel like you could make a case that Edmonton with Carlson could be the best team. I yeah. I think Edmonton with Carlson would be the best team in the in the West. Oh, I don't know what they're waiting for. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, what are you waiting for if you're Edmonton? It's true. This could be the year where you're like all of a sudden it's like Colorado kind of hasn't figured it out quite yet. They, I guess the pieces that they lost are big enough that they're... they're They've a, had injury problems too, yeah, right? Yeah. And... And nobody else know, seems to be No, I don't believe... Amazing. I, I don't buy Winnipeg. There are six teams in the East that have more or equal to points than the best teams in the West. The best team in the West right now is the Stars with 70 points. There are six teams in the East with 70 or more points. Sure. 
So the East is clearly a lot stronger. And if you can just yeah, sneak, I, a, sneak a Western Conference title out of that, who knows what could happen in a seven-game series. You never know. You absolutely don't know. Uh, we're, we're making the case here for the Oilers. They need to... But then the question is, is that enough, dude? Is that enough to retain the money? It has to be enough. But I'm I mean, saying, but I, for you as a fan, if they made that deal, let's say that exact deal that I just lined out here, the three of the Oilers' top four prospects for Carlson, plus they have to take a low-salary veteran forward back to um, offset the money you know, and the roster spot that they lost, mm-hmm. and the Sharks hold back half the salary. Is that enough? Or would you still be like, God, that's not worth it? I just don't know enough about these prospects. I just don't know enough. I, I'm 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 totally gonna wimp out on this one because I'm scared. I'm scared. Oh, great! Now we have three Mirko Muellers now, uh, <laughs> and five million dollars on the books. Hooray! Yeah. Good for us. We did it. You know, I'm worried about that kind of thing. Yeah. So, not not excited about that that idea. If we know that all these guys, if the if the scouting organization and the consensus is these guys are NHL players, no doubt. At least one of them, if not more than one, are going to be top six NHL players. Okay, I could be convinced. But if they're like, yeah, they're pr- they're pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and we don't know the answer to that, right? I mean, we, we, don't. we don't know the answer to that. Pretty good. Yeah. No. Uh, but like you know, just getting back like the Oilers first round pick which might be number 28 no i don't want that no i don't care don't about the number 28 pick. no we don't want that uh, yeah i don't care about 28 no pick. no i want a guy who everybody agrees is going to make the nhl that's who i want right i want that guy yeah agreed all right agreed. well dude um and there could be a lot of unexpected things that are coming right i mean the magna trade came out of nowhere like mm-hmm. we certainly didn't expect that i don't think we're shocked that Nieto got traded, but I wouldn't be surprised to see. I mean, okay, who else on the Sharks roster are you like, you know, better, better pack an overnight bag. <laughs> you know, like, Don't buy any green like, bananas. <laughs> like, who do you think that we haven't talked about could be on the move? I mean, the obvious, the obvious answer is Noah Gregor. I mean, Noah Gregor couldn't, I mean, Noah Gregor's so snake that he missed the open net tonight. Or this afternoon, rather. You know? He had an open net and he missed. Hit the post. Why would anybody want him? I don't know. Just because the Sharks would want to get... They're, they got, they're up at the top of the 50-man roster and they just want to get rid of him for future... For what? Quote-unquote future considerations. <laughs> I mean... Okay, what, what, what? who else on this roster do you think a contender would be calling and going, Hey, um, are you going to move Player X? Interested. I, I can't think of anybody else. I mean, we haven't talked about Logan Couture. I haven't heard any th- other people, other other news about people might be or might not be interested in Couture. But I think that's an off-season thing. I think if yeah. somebody wanted to do that, that would be an off-season thing. I mean, do you cut bait on the goalies and trade Reimer if you can at this point? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't think he has. I think, unfortunately, his peak value has come and gone. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know... Um. I think you're waiting and seeing if anybody gets hurt. And maybe there's a team that panics and has to offer you. I, I mean, I don't think James Reimer is on this team next year. That Yeah, I agree with that. Right? So why wouldn't you 
move him, right? I, I appreciate actually that since the All-Star break, in I think Reimer's illness excluded, right? I think they're committed to playing Kakanen to find out if we play you like seven, eight games in a row, what's going to happen, mm-hmm. right? He was really good in that Tampa game. I didn't feel like he was the reason why they lost the Florida game. Mm-hmm. You know, he had some good moments there. And when, you know, he got hurt today, they were winning. Right. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, I don't know that, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm pretty sure Cockadin's not the answer, right? But at least you got to be like, okay, enough of this rotation stuff. Mm-hmm. Here, you're playing like nine out of the next 10. Let's find out. Yeah. You know? Like, you got to know. And if Aaron Dell becomes your second goalie for the rest of the year, okay. Okay. I mean, okay. I guess, yeah. Well, (laughs) losing's not so bad, dude. How does does this... I mean, I I like Aaron Dell's hustle, and I got no problem with him as a person, but, like, how is this the guy that gets back to the NHL all the time? Of all the people, right? It's just weird to me. Do you, do you remember we had Alex Stalock yeah, for like, half a game last year? It, d- it doesn't make like seven goals. I couldn't. If you ask me the question, why is Aaron Dell in the NHL and not Alex Stalock? I don't have the answer. I don't know why it's not Alex Stalock. So I don't. Uh, know. I don't remember Aaron Dell being as bad as Alex. I mean, and Alex Stalock said, that, "No, not that. That was one of the most horrifying performances in net that I've anyone has ever seen." Right? Uh. But. I mean, and, and you know, and Alex Alex had some some serious health issues, and we wish him well. But you know, right? Um, I mean, that that's a long term major question, right? You know, I mean, and maybe there's, uh, you know, the Sharks don't really have an answer in the system. It doesn't seem like, yeah, you know. Well, there's Aiton Makaniemi, but he's 23 years old, and I can understand you don't want to just throw him to the wolves at this point. I get that. Well, I, hey, you know what would be really fun is as a 23-year-old, you could have like an 870 save percentage and give up four goals a game. How much? That's a real confidence builder. True. That's true. And you know what? To their full credit this year, they have not done that. That has been what the Sharks have done over the last several years. That was the Doug Wilson era way. They mm-hmm. didn't care about like putting a young player in a position to completely fail, right? <laughs> and then have that stunt their development. We have not, they have, no matter how bad it's gotten, they have not turned That's true. to the kids, right? That's true. And uh, we had said at the beginning of the year that that was what we really hoped would be what they did. And they, other than taking them overseas to start the year, they've left the two top kids alone, right? Mm-hmm. And... Um, because they're not going to make a difference right now. It's not going to matter. No, if you add them to this roster, it doesn't make them three wins better. No, no. no. You know, so they're not ready. Let them, let them marinate. All right, dude. Well, we don't know what's going to happen next. We still got some time for the trading deadline, but something could come out of out of nowhere, blindside us again, like the Merkley trade. I'm sure in about an hour. Everyone, yeah, all the above are going to be traded. We're we're good for that for sure. You know, I mean, the Sharks um, are headed home for one game, and then they head to Vegas for sort of an offshoot uh, road game. But 
you know, it certainly doesn't get any easier. I guess I don't know what is an easy game for the Sharks at this point, but they're coming home to play Pittsburgh. Then they go to Vegas and then they play Buffalo at home and Buffalo is playing considerably better. Yeah, right. And yeah. they, you know, they're thinking they may have playoffs on the mind too. So the Sharks really have, you know, we're talking, you know, uh, eight, seven, eight more games before we end up seeing, you know, the irony is that they're going to be playing Washington uh, on March 4th. What's the deadline, dude? Is it the third? So uh, on 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 the fourth, I think, is when, you know, the Sharks will have playing the, playing the Capitals again and we'll see who's still on this roster. Yeah, well, how, how yeah. different is the roster? March 3rd. Dude, I always love like I remember one day I had March third off. It was like a uh, we had a day off from work, and we just holed up at the coffee shop and just like like trolled Twitter all day. Yeah, yeah. Turn turn TSN on one window. You yeah, know, you have TSN in one corner. Yeah, you got Twitter in another corner. I think I was like, huh, we got Ravi Torres. <laughs> That's right. Ah, that was exciting. I remember that was the, I mean, you know a very unique deadline, right? Yeah. You know. That was um, fun. Yeah. This year is going to have a different color. It's not going to be like, oh, now we're going to be a cup favorite. Now it's like, we made somebody else the cup favorite. <laughs> That's all right. Listen, you know, there's an opportunity here to not get better now, but like to hopefully be better in two or three years. Yeah. You have to turn. You These are, you know, you can make a, some really great decisions here. Yeah. I'm... There's some opportunity for sure. There's opportunity. You've got two excellent assets on the market. Let's hope that Mike Greer and company take advantage. All right, dude. Good to see you. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.